You are Locked On Fantasy, your daily NFL fantasy podcast. Part of the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day. Greetings, everyone, and welcome to another edition of the Lockdown Fantasy Football Podcast. As usual, I'm your host, Vinny Iron. When I'm not doing this, I'm writing about NFL and fantasy football for SportingNews.com. If you've been tracking us here in Lockdown Fantasy Football, and uh, we hope you do, and if you're just joining us and getting into it, we are the uh, podcast that uh, brings you no-nonsense fantasy football, straight-to-the-point information on a regular daily basis here all throughout the season and off-season, so... Short, sweet, to the point, that's what we get you here on Locked On Fantasy Football. And again, we've been uh, doing our depth chart series, so we've uh, covered the quarterbacks uh, in the AFC and NFC, running backs in AFC and NFC. We got to the wide receivers and tight ends in the AFC. That will leave today's show looking at the NFC wide receiver and tight end depth chart. So we'll get you caught up where every team stands, all 16, going into the 2021 NFL Draft, coming out of free agency guys that they said goodbye to, guys that they've said hello to to try and upgrade here ahead of next season. So we've got a lot to get to here. So let's uh, dive right in, shall we? We start in alphabetical order by city, and uh, we'll get to Washington and the football team last. But in the beginning, there is the Arizona Cardinals. And let's look at uh, what they did. New Hopkins, DeAndre Hopkins, big year as the number one. He's in the mix. They're clearly as uh, Kyler Murray's go-to guy. If Christian Kirk, maybe we'll see a bigger role from him. You also have uh, Andy Isabella. You also have Keyshawn and Johnson. Uh, and A.J. Green was the addition here in free agency, which is an indication here that the great Larry Fitzgerald, future Stone Cold Lock Hall of Famer, is going to retire here before the 2021 season. 100% sure that that is going to happen uh, I mean, so far we haven't heard anything that Fitzgerald's coming back, and the expectation is from the team that at some point in the near future, Fitzgerald will announce his retirement from the NFL. So great career for Larry Fitzgerald. We know he was just a role player trying to help with the transition with Kyler Murray and uh, DeAndre Hopkins last year. So again, A.J. Green, that signing is a total indication that Larry Fitzgerald will not uh, be in the mix for the Cardinals, and uh, that could help a guy like Keyshawn Johnson hang around, but doesn't really help Andy Isabella here that they added a third targeted here in A.J. Green. So a little bit of, of veteran presence there to put to, with Hopkins there on the other side. Green or Hopkins really doesn't play the slot, so Kirk might see a bigger role in the slot, uh, maybe more interchangeably here with Isabella here in 2021. But again, I don't think wide receiver is going to be a big area of a need or targeting for the Cardinals. Now, at tight end, uh, they're uh, pretty weak here. Uh, they said goodbye to Sam Darnold. Uh, or, sorry, Dan Arnold, who's now playing with Sam Darnold. We knew we were going to do that when we were talking about uh, the new Panthers uh, quarterback tight end situation. But, yeah, that's Dan Arnold. He's out of the mix. Yeah, Doral Daniels. It's just, it's just a mix here. Max Williams. Not anything to see here for the Cardinals. So tight end certainly could be a priority in the draft here, as well as running back where they had moved on from Kenny Drake. So no Dan Arnold, no Kenny Drake. Running back and tight end take precedence over wide receiver here. 
for the Cardinals of the Green signing to replace the presumed retiring Larry Fitzgerald. Let's move on to Atlanta and the Falcons. Uh, Julio Jones, Calvin Ridley, they're your one-two punch. Great uh, couple of Alabama first-round receivers making up Matt Ryan's top t- targets. You have uh, a pretty good uh, uh, set of complementary receivers. Olamide Zacchaeus is a pretty good underrated slot person when healthy there. You also have uh, Russell Gage there who has been uh, pretty good at uh, making uh, – some catches when needed, filling in for an injured Jones. Uh, then you have Christian Blake. So I think they could be in the market for at least one wide receiver. Again, running back should be a little bit of higher priority here as uh, Mike Davis was the guy they picked up as their kind of started du jour, uh, moving on from Devonta Freeman uh, to Todd Gurley, now Gurley to Davis. So, again, that's going to be a little bit bigger priority. I think wide receiver, it's going to be based on a value, but they could use a little bit more consistency with the number three, and Jones is getting a little older as well. A tight end, you've got uh, more of Hayden Hurst. He's clearly your number one. You have Lee Smith, more of a blocking veteran tight end there, and you also have uh, one uh, Caden Johnson there. So you look at him and being a young target for the Falcons. So again, uh, I, I really look at uh, Caden Graham and looking at uh, Lee Smith, more of complimentary guys. They could look at a tight end for some help, but Hayden Hurst looks like he's going to be locked in as the number one. So I think again, running back certainly is going to take a higher priority as well as quarterback, maybe stashing him for the future with that number four overall pick. Then I see uh, wide receiver and tight end being targets for the Falcons in the draft. All right, now we go to the Carolina Panthers, and you have uh, their receiving core with new quarterback uh, Sam Darnold. You have Robbie Anderson and DJ Moore. Your third receiver was David Moore, but I think he's more of a flyer and Keith Kirkwood. So that screams they need to go after a third wide receiver here with Curtis Samuel leaving in free agency for Washington. So... David Moore, I think, was a bit of a flyer. Kirkwood, they're keeping because of the connection with Joe Brady from their Saints time together. So we'll see. I mean, I, I really think the Panthers are hurting at this position. Uh, you really need to have three receivers in the NFL, and I think they only have two that they can count on here. Granted, they're two very good ones with Anderson and Moore, and they should be good connections for Darnold, but they need the third option. Now our favorite uh, tongue twister uh, tight end, Dan Arnold, is now with the Carolina Panthers. So, again, Sam Darnold to Dan Arnold again. <laughs> Let's hope we don't have to say that too often here. And uh, they look for an upgrade at uh, tight end. I mean, again, they could look to draft someone early, maybe a Kyle Pitts. We talked about also Pat Freermuth or Brevin Jordan. We'll see where the Panthers go there. Or are they happy with Dan Arnold, especially if they can get a third receiver that they trust a little bit more than than David Moore behind it, Robbie Anderson and DJ Moore. Ian Thomas, the other tight end is still carrying over for the Panthers here has been a bit disappointing as he was once deemed the heir apparent to uh, Greg Olson. All right. We uh, then look at the Chicago bears. Uh, They haven't really had any changes here. Uh, We thought Jimmy Graham might be cut, but somehow they've kept Jimmy Graham through all this stuff, trying to get cap compliant. So Cole Komet figures to uh, see the changing of the guard and be a fantasy football sleeper and it really emerges the Bears top tight end here in uh, 2021 so good promise for Komet the second round pick from Notre Dame 
here with the new situation at quarterback with Andy Dalton, Komet could be a big target there. Jimmy Graham, speaking of big targets, is still around, not cut. So, again, you could see a lot of Komet and Jimmy Graham working together. You wish Graham was out of the mix, so Komet could uh, not see a tight end vulture, but Graham's still there, and he's going to get some touchdowns. Their other option is J.P. Holt. So it's basically going to be Komet and Graham. Again, for Komet to really take off, Graham has to either be released later in the process or maybe break down a little bit, and then Komet needs to be the solo, totally good number one tight end, but... I don't see the Bears upgrading much there. At wide receiver, we could see a change for the Bears there with uh, Anthony Miller. They've been talking about it all offseason long that they're not happy about him. Allen Robinson back in the mix here to work with Andy Dalton. You have Darnell Mooney has a lot of promise to potentially be a wide receiver three in this offense with A-Rob being number one. They've just been disappointed in Anthony Miller overall. Maybe Riley Ridley gets a bump up. You have uh, Javon Wims who's had his share of issues as well, so the Bears should be in the market more so for a wide receiver than a tight end here in the draft. Finally, look at the Dallas Cowboys. I mean, at receiver, they're pretty looking good here. You have Amari Cooper, you have CeeDee Lamb, you have Michael Gallup, you have Cedric Wilson, you have Noah Brown. So you have some pretty good depth at receiver, but I think they could add maybe one more into this mix here consistently to uh, help them when they spread the field with four and more wide receivers here for Dak Prescott. So I think they'll take a wide receiver late in the draft. Now, tight end is a little bit of mystery because you have Blake Jarwin and Dalton Schultz, and Schultz had some moments there playing off Andy Dalton when uh, Jarwin was on the shelf in the second half. Jarwin has flashed a little bit in the past with Prescott, but again, it's uh, not the most exciting combination. So the Cowboys, and we know what the Cowboys tend to do, and uh, they are now picking ahead of the Eagles, by the way, at uh, number 12 overall, and uh, we know that Dallas Goddard once was drafted by the Eagles when the Cowboys needed a tight end there to help replace Jason Witten, and the Eagles pounced on him. So this could be a revenge pick. You've already seen uh, them do that and uh, taking CeeDee Lamb ahead of the Eagles, so it would not surprise me at all if the Cowboys went best player available and Kyle Pitts was still on the board and they got him. And Can you imagine that? Amari Cooper with CeeDee Lamb, Michael Gallup, and Kyle Pitts along with Zeke Elliott catching passes out of backfield and uh, Tony Pollard as well. I mean, that would definitely put Dak Prescott on the high end here to produce in 2021. So there you have it. There's a look at the first five teams in the NFC. We'll uh, get to the other 11 in our final two segments here. But I do have to remind you, with the ever-increasing numbers of makes and models, it is now impossible to chalk all the... Parts you need in a traditional chain storefront. While you do it often pointless for seeming intimidating question and wait while the counterman orders the parts on his computer, choosing the only brand his warehouse his, happens to carry, you have computers with access to rockauto.com at home and in your pocket. Rockauto.com, you'll find a catalog that's unique and remarkably easy to navigate. Quickly see all the parts available for your vehicle and choose the brand specifications and most important prices you prefer. You'll find everything from engine control models and brake parts to tail lamps, motor oil, and even new carpet at rockauto.com. Whether you are a classic driver, you're a daily driver, get everything you need in a few clicks delivered directly to your door. Best of all, as I mentioned, the prices at rockauto.com are always reliably low. The same for professionals and do-it-yourselfers. Why spend up to twice as much for the same parts? To save right now, go to rockauto.com and see all the parts available for your car truck right locked on to their How Did You Hear About Us box and know that we sent you. Amazing selection, reliably low prices, all the parts your car will ever need. That's rockauto.com. 
We'll be right back here to uh, break down six more uh, F- NFC wide receiver tight end depth charts from the Detroit Lions to the New York Giants. All right, let's uh, continue the show here uh, in a moment. Uh, again, we want to look at where the Lions stand, uh, six more teams here, and then we'll get to five more in our final segment to close our look at the NFC depth charts. Uh, I do have to tell you that get all the sports news you need in under 20 minutes of Lockdown Today podcast. Host Peter Bukowski updates you on all the latest news in every major sport with the help of our local experts. Follow the Lockdown Today podcast on the Odyssey app or wherever you get your podcasts. All right, let's uh, continue the show. The Detroit Lions have had a major change at wide receiver here. No more Marvin Jones. He is now with your Jacksonville Jaguars. No more Kenny Galladay. He's with the Giants. The last team we'll talk about this segment. So your receivers now is in Detroit are Brashad Perryman is your number one. You have Tyrell Williams. Remember him. You have uh, Khalif Raymond and Quintus Cephas. Yeah, I think the Lions are in the market for at least one wide receiver. Remember, Danny Amendola also left here. They didn't re-sign him. So all three of your receivers, your two outside guys, and your slot are not returning in Detroit. It's a new coaching staff here, Dan Campbell, Anthony Lynn. So anything is possible here. They're going to look at, obviously, a wide receiver with that seven overall pick. Is it Devonta Smith? Is it Jalen Waddle? Is it Jamar Chase? Any one of those guys the Lions could really use, and he could have a big impact on his team. So we're going to watch that. For sure, but Lions wide receiver should be the highest priority with that uh, first round pick there at number seven overall. Tight end, not much of a concern. They did use the first round pick on uh, TJ Hawkinson. He really came to fruition as a big playmaker last year, so he's locked in. He's going to be tight end one in fantasy football. They also added Josh Hill, a little bit of Saints connection there for Dan Campbell there as your option. They also have Hunter Bryant. Don't forget about him, the young tight end that has some promise as well. So tight end, they're pretty much set. Wide receiver needs a lot of work, probably multiple picks on that position, starting with number seven overall in the draft. Let's go to the Green Bay Packers. They should also be looking for a wide receiver. They do have uh, Marcus Valdez-Scanling, Alan Lazard, Equinamia St. Brown, all these uh, picks that are still helping uh, Devontae Adams, Malik Taylor, and Devin Funches. So Let's really hope they look for a legitimate guy that can be a number two or number three slot who can act like a number two here to help Devontae Adams. Look, we've seen some moments from MVS. We've seen some moments from Lazard. We've hardly seen Equinamia St. Brown on the field with injury issues. Devin Funches, uh, we hardly even knew that he was on the Packers last year. And uh, Malik Taylor, uh, they've talked him up, but we haven't seen anything from him. So I really think they're in the market for at least – a slot receiver, maybe even a number two possession type on the outside that they can put with Devontae Adams. Now, tight end, they're also pretty set here for the most part, uh, like they are at uh, quarterback and uh, other positions here. Uh, Robert Tunyon, Jay Sternberger, and uh, they also have Mercedes Lewis Black blocking for them. So, really, Packers, no need to look at any help at tight end. They got two young ones and a veteran one who can block to help them there. Now let's uh, look at the Los Angeles Rams, shall we, uh, at wide receiver and tight end. We have Cooper Cup and Robert Woods. Uh, now we have uh, Van Jefferson stepping into a bigger role. Their addition was Deshaun Jackson, so they're trying to get some big playability from him. So you look at uh, Van Jefferson potentially having a big role on the outside here, a lot of 11 personnel that you're going to see from the Rams with Matthew Stafford here. So 
Yeah, Jefferson and Stafford could be a big time combination here, and he could really step up as the third productive receiver behind Robert Woods on the outside inside and some wrinkles in the running game, as well as Cooper Cup dedicated to slots. So again, I don't know if the Rams are gonna invest too heavily in wide receiver here. They do like Jefferson to be step up here without uh now Josh Reynolds here in the mix. So we'll watch that. But again, this offense really only supported two wide receivers last year in fantasy football. We'll see if they can add a third, but maybe just having uh, the presence of Matthew Stafford alone to help these guys is going to be big. At tight end, there's no more Gerald Everett. They do have uh, Tyler Higbee, and they do have Bryson Hopkins, a guy that has some talent there as their young number two, as well as uh, Johnny Munt. So, again, the Rams, I think they're okay at tight end, where that's not going to be necessarily a position they target. Wide receiver, I think you can add a depth body here, especially maybe a speedy deep threat, knowing that Deshaun, uh, Deshaun Jackson is just a flyer and is older, coming off major injury and not too reliable there. All right, let's turn to the Minnesota Vikings. And the Vikings, uh, I think this team could be set as well. You have Adam Thielen still producing at a high level at his older age here. You have uh, Justin Jefferson, big year as a rookie. I mean, I think he should have been the offensive rookie of the year, really. I mean, if the Vikings had had a better season overall, I think he would have got more attention. But big year for Justin Jefferson as a rookie, so you're pretty set at your number one and number two receivers. Not a team that... He's going to use a lot of 11 personnel here. You have uh, Ola B.C. Johnson and Chad Beebe as your other receiver. So maybe one more receiver for some depth, maybe some uh, slot outside versatility that you look at. But uh, I think tight end might be a little bit more of a concern here. You do have uh, Irv Smith Jr. I think he steps up here with Kyle Rudolph gone. You do have a Tyler Conklin, but I think they could use a little bit more depth at position. So Maybe a depth wide receiver and a depth tight end for the Vikings at this point. But, again, they love their system. It's pretty consistent here with Kirk Cousins. I don't think I see big changes here with the way they operate. I still think it's going to be mainly a two-receiver team with a lot of two tight end sets. So, again, tight end I think would be a little bit priority over wide receiver as they had the big personnel loss there in Rudolph. Now let's uh, go to the New Orleans uh, Saints here. And, uh, we know how their depth chart kind of looks uh, now. No more Emmanuel Sanders. So you have uh, Michael Thomas as your number one. Hopefully he can have a rebound season, stay healthy, have his head on right and produce. Traquan Smith, we're still waiting for him to have more fantasy football relevance than a spot start here and there. You have uh, Marquez Callaway, who they're high on. We'll see what he can do here. And uh, you also have uh, Deontay Harris, a little bit of a hybrid a kind of gadget player. And a little job. Jordan Humphrey there as your fifth wide receiver. So, again, I think they could use maybe an upgrade. They've been trying. They lost Sanders here. They couldn't afford to bring him back with a salary cap. So, again, I, I just can't trust any of these complimentary receivers right now as fantasy football assets. So, Saints might look to upgrade there at least with one wide receiver that maybe can emerge as the number two that's more consistent opposite Michael Thomas. Now, tight end. Big opportunity here for Adam Troutman. They move on from not only Jared Cook, but also Josh Hill. Your other tight end is Nick Vanette. He's bounced around to several teams here as a backup. Just going to swing back up there as a blocker and receiver. So Adam Troutman, he could really step up. Given the wide receiver state right now where they don't have that clear number two or number three, you have Thomas. You need a big body to produce. New quarterbacks in there with uh, Taysom Hill and uh, Jameis Winston competing for the job. So Adam Troutman is a deep sleeper that can turn into a really hot sleeper soon that we're going to watch 
at tight end. Now let's look at uh, the Giants here. What an upgrade for the Giants. They had Kenny Galladay. He becomes their clear-cut number one. You would imagine with uh, Golden Tate being released that Sterling Shepard will slide into the slot. And now Darius Slayton in a more comfortable position as your number two outside deep threat to Galladay. So good compliment to Galladay. You have Shepard going to get a lot of uh, open looks working as uh, nickelbacks there with Kenny Galladay getting attention stretching the field as well as Slayton. So good complimentary football with uh, some deep threats here for Daniel Jones. Again, Galladay is a big get for Daniel Jones. He really potentially can take Daniel Jones into that QB1 status. That's how important Galladay is because of what he can do to these other receivers to help them get open more consistently. There, They also added John Ross. They're definitely committing to having some more speed and big plays and stretching the field here with uh, Daniel Jones under Jason Garrett. They also took a chance on Dante Pettis, so he's around here. So better than you think receiving core, and I think they definitely upgraded big time with Galladay in the mix. At uh, tight end, interesting also, they have uh, Evan Ingram is still your number one, but now they also have uh, Kyle Rudolph in the mix here. So Kyle Rudolph uh, gets you that blocking tight end, Evan Ingram can focus on receiving. So when you look at between Galladay and Sterling Shepard and uh, Darius Slayton and Ingram and maybe John Ross having a little bit of rebound. Pretty good receiving core for Daniel Jones when you also include uh, Saquon Barkley out of the backfield. So maybe no more excuses for Daniel Jones there in New York to produce here in 2021 with a lot of upgrades around him. All right, uh, let's uh, close the show in a moment here looking at the Eagles 49ers, Seahawks, Buccaneers, and Washington where they stand at uh, wide receiver and tight end. But... Before we get into that, first I have to remind you that Bet Online is the fastest and easiest way to bet on all your sports action. Football is over, but NBA, Major League Baseball, and the NHL are in full swing. Bet Online even covers awards, TV shows, and reality TV, real time updated odds and props on almost anything you can imagine. Bet Online has you covered for all the news scores and odds. It is the best way to place your bets, and it is free to sign up. Head to the website there at uh, Bet Online. Or use your mobile device to sign for today. And if you enter the promo code LOCKDOWN, you'll receive a 50% welcome bonus on your first deposit. Again, use the promo code LOCKDOWN for the 50% welcome bonus on your first deposit. But online, your online sportsbook experts. We'll be right back here to wrap up the show with a look at our five last NFC wide receiver tight end depth charts. All right, so five more teams to get to. We've talked about a lot here, trying to catch you up. Uh, and uh, Again, we're no-nonsense, going to give you all the information, rapid fire here. I'll pack it into every show with advanced scouting for fantasy football. So we'll do this uh, again. We will turn our attention soon to uh, getting all our final thoughts here for the NFL Draft, and then we'll have the fallout of the NFL Draft, the immediate fantasy football reactions for all the offensive skill players' picks. A lot more to talk about there with the draft, but... Uh, Wanted to set you up with all the depth charts here, and we're almost done here looking at them. I do have to remind you, uh, speaking of the NFL Draft, it's just a few weeks away, and it's time to start following our Locked on NFL Draft duo, the Draft Dudes podcast, watches every podcast prospect, so you don't have to. And the Locked on NFL Draft podcast is your daily draft news and mock draft podcast. Follow the Locked on NFL Draft podcast on the Odyssey app or wherever you get your podcasts. All right, so let's look at the Philadelphia Eagles, shall we, at the wide receiver. I think this is a team in the market for an upgrade. They've said goodbye to uh, Alshon Jeffrey and Marquise 
Goodwin, Goodwin was hardly there, but Jeffrey has been a while hanging around with the Eagles. He did have his moments there. So you have Jalen Rieger, your first-round pick from last year. He's out there. You've got uh, Travis Fulgham, who had some moments as the outside receiver, but also faded down the stretch and wasn't used a lot with Jalen Hurts. Greg Ward had an impact with Jalen Hurts, mainly working the slot. You also have uh, John Hightower and J.J. Ortega-Whiteside. So a lot of disappointment here in a lot of the receivers that the Eagles have added. So they're going to be a market there. Again, they've dropped to 13, so they didn't like their chances of getting a receiver. So I think now we'll have to see what goes down with Zach Ertz and uh, Dallas Goddard, but certainly they want to move Zach Ertz at some point uh, before the draft. I would say they really want to go after Kyle Pitts with that number 13 overall pick. Again, they could see uh, Jalen uh, Waddle kind of drop to that pick, but there's no guarantees for that with all the teams picking that have wide receiver needs ahead of them. So maybe they're hoping the third wide receiver, whether it's Waddle or, J- or Devonta Smith or Jamar Chase, somehow falls to him at 13. Maybe they're hoping for Kyle Pitts. Either way, I think the Eagles need one more playmaker. Again, if they're d- if they're definitely looking to move Zach Ertz, then it makes a lot of sense to want to uh, lock into uh, Kyle Pitts there at 13 if he's available and that's the biggest thing is they can't assume he's going to be available at that spot so i think the eagles knew that their pick of wide receivers when they were uh, picking early but now uh, you get to this point uh, you're kind of uh, at the mercy of some teams picking ahead of you so it may not work out as well as they intended here moving down maybe they, they can't get that uh, tight end of choice or the receiver's choice they can look for another round maybe pat freemuth of penn state will be available to help them at receiving a tight end should Ertz indeed be traded as everyone expects before the draft at some point. So again, uh, wide receiver and tight end, both uh, equal priorities for some depth and more impact here for Jalen Hurts for the Eagles. Now let's move on to the 49ers. If they have some good health here, then they're set with their top two receivers, Debo Samuel and Brandon Ayuk, very similar receivers, tough, versatile, move around, make big plays after the catch, can stretch the field as well. So they're right now your uh, best two receivers by far. Your third is now Richie James. They moved on from uh, Trent Taylor, so he's no longer here. They gave him a shot in the slot, but he just couldn't stay healthy. No more Kendrick Bourne. He started a lot of games for them last year in their 11 personnel. So Richie James had that one big game, you know, from the Packers when everyone was hurt and there was no one out there or had uh, COVID-19. So he flashes, he can do some things, but he's limited. He should not be a regular receiver. You also have Trent Sherfield, the former Cardinal. You have uh, River Craycraft. He's around. You have uh, Jalen Hurd. You have Kevin White, and now you have Muhammad Sanu. So the 49ers just basically have a mixed bag. I think they need to target at least one receiver here to uh, help clean this up. When you have that many receivers behind uh, your two pretty talented top guys, Debo Samuel and Brandon Ayuk, you know you need an upgrade somewhere to clean this up. They're just putting a lot of bodies there, hoping something sticks, but I think drafting one makes a lot of sense. At tight end, uh, Jordan Reed wasn't re-signed. He was uh, just kind of a one-year deal here, but George Kittle, uh, still your number one, hopefully comes back healthy to have a big year. Ross Dwelly, has had his moments uh, in two tight end sets, either starting with Reed or Kittle. So he's back. They like him. And Charlie Warner, a pretty good number three tight end here for the 49ers. So not much to change there. But certainly wide receiver in the mix for the 49ers for sure in their draft plans here for 2021, especially knowing that they'll take a quarterback at number three overall, whether he's a quarterback that starts right now or a quarterback that uh, is being bridged by Jimmy Garoppolo. Wide receiver is very important. 
to replace Kendrick Bourne here for the 49ers. Let's move on to the Seattle Seahawks here. We have DK Metcalf, Tyler Lockett to get the big extension here. So DK and Tyler Lockett locked in as your one and two here. But who's next? Freddie Swain is your third receiver. You have John Ursua. That screams before the Seahawks needing a third receiver for sure in the draft. I mean, Freddie Swain has had some moments, but you lose David Moore. Ursua hasn't really played much. You don't have a lot of experience there. They didn't really go after a one in free agency here, so lost uh, Philip Dorsett there. So certainly, yeah, the Seahawks for sure are going to go after wide receiver in the draft. Tight end is a little bit less uh, of a need here with Gerald Everett coming over from the Rams. You also have uh, Will Disley as your backup tight end there. So they seem uh, pretty set here between uh, Gerald Everett and uh, Will Disley. Hopefully Disley will come back healthy and you'll have a pretty good combination. But Gerald Everett has an opportunity breaking free from Tyler Higby here to be a key third target behind uh, Metcalf and Lockett for Russell Wilson here in 2021. Then we go to the Buccaneers. Somehow, <laughs> somehow some way with their uh, deferring of all their salary cap issues, uh, they've kept all three tight ends. So you have Rob Gronkowski, O.J. Howard, and Cameron Brait. Maybe they'll still look to deal O.J. Howard at some point if Gronk still has a few good years left. I think they'd be okay going forward. We've seen that. I mean, O.J. Howard wasn't healthy for most of last season, and they got it done with Gronk easily and Brait. So we'll see how that plays out. But somehow the Buccaneers have kept all these tight ends at high value. Again, Gronk, we'll see what O.J. Howard's presence does to change the value of Gronk a little bit. I mean, he's going to cut into it because he's a good blocker and a good receiver in his own right, and Brait is as well. But again, certainly not a need for the Bucks at all going into the 2021 NFL Draft. At uh, wide receiver for the Bucks, uh, it's what you get from last year for the most part, with one exception, and we'll see if that changes here pretty soon. You have Mike Evans, you have Chris Godwin, you have Scotty Miller, you have uh, Tyler Johnson. The one missing ingredient is Antonio Brown. He's really lobbing. He wants to be back. He's basically the only Buccaneer from the Super Bowl run with Tom Brady that's not locked in, loaded here to return in 2021. So he's been pleading his case that the Bucks sign him. He can be signed for almost nothing here. So I still think that's going to happen at some point. If that's the case, Bucks are not going to make any moves at uh, wide receiver or tight end in the NFL draft. Finally, it's the Washington football team. You have Terry McLaurin as your number one at wide receiver. Curtis Samuel is your new number two. You got Adam Humphrey signed to be the slot. So they replace uh, what they've lost here pretty well. Samuel, that means it's going to be on the outside. Humphrey's working the slot here. You got a pair of Sims here and Steven Sims and Cam Sims Jr. You also have Antonio Gandy Golden, remember him, and Kelvin Harmon, remember him. Two draft picks we thought had a lot of promise in this offense. But clearly, we look at it for uh, Ryan Fitzpatrick right now as the bridge quarterback. McLaurin and Samuel starting on the outside. Humphrey's working the slot. Sims and Sims is depth, and it's going to be hard for the two youngsters, uh, AGG and uh, Kelvin Harmon, to get on the field behind all these guys. So we'll see how that develops, but a uh, good situation for Samuel to potentially be a wide receiver three with consistency here, and Terry McLaurin with a better quarterback situation can certainly be a wide receiver one, given that Ryan Fitzpatrick has a good history with his veteran number one outside go-to guys. A tight end, uh, they could look for a little bit of an upgrade. They've moved on from Jeremy Sprinkle. They have Logan Thomas as the number one, but not much else behind him there at uh, tight end. Uh, Marcus Badgley and Tamark Hemingway. So 
certainly looking for maybe that number two tight end to put with Logan Thomas. And uh, again, wide receiver, I don't think that's going to be too high of a priority for the Washington football team tight end. Takes a little more precedence there to get a little bit of a better backup situation for Logan Thomas. So there you have it. There's a look at all your NFC team depth charts at wide receiver and tight end, your updates before the 2020 NFL draft. So that takes care of them all. So if you missed any of those updates, so we've got now six shows in total breaking down over quarterback, uh, running back, and now wide receiver tight ends here. So good to know where you are with a team before you know where you're going. And that's what we do here in Lockdown Fantasy Football. Just break everything down for you, different angles, and uh, make you think about everything that you can whether it's uh, deep into the season or early into the offseason, to know uh, how to eventually put together the most dominant fantasy football teams in uh, daily and season-long leagues. And that's what we do here. So if you're new to us, uh, welcome. And uh, we'll be here. We'll give you all the analysis here. We've broken down free agency for you in depth, what happened there, the draft coming around the corner. So very excited about that. And again, we'll keep popping up here if there's any bigger news happening, like the Sam Darnold trade. We also do that for you. Here on Locked On Fantasy Football. No nonsense to the point. Fantasy football analysis here for you. For Locked On Fantasy Football, this has been Vinny Iyer. Have a great day and see you on our next show.